This episode is brought to you by Nourish by Nature Made, the number one pharmacist-recommended vitamin and supplement brand. Nourish is a personalized vitamin regimen customized to you. Backed by 45 years of science, they remove the guesswork from your vitamin regimen. With thousands of happy customers, Nourish is a trusted supplement brand by many. Visit Nourish.com to create your customized package today. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Hey there, welcome to part two of the Kims of New Jersey recap. If you haven't heard part one, go back and check that out. It's amazing. It's everything pretty much before the Posh Fashion Show. And then this episode, we dive right into the Posh Fashion Show from season two and then season three and then I believe season eight. So be sure to check that out. And if you also are really obsessed with this show and this recap, go over to my merch store on my website, bravohappyhour.com, and you can get yourself a Busted Up Sex in the City t-shirt, which I will be wearing on all of my Zoom conference calls for the next foreseeable future. So be sure to buy that. Tune into part one if you haven't heard it and enjoy part two. Thanks for listening. Bye. And then that leads us to the first posh fashion show. Dun, dun, dun. Every year, I don't know if it was a thing before it was on television, but the posh fashion show is Kim D's New York Fashion Week on crack. Like it is like the biggest, hottest fashion event of the year. If, you if you're me. not at the posh fashion show, what are you doing? Where were Where you? Are you going? I, last year you could have bought tickets to go and I was really thinking of going and then I had to like take a step back and be like, you need to reprioritize your budget. Megan. I would buy tickets if I knew it was going to be filmed, but I'm not going to buy Damn. tickets. I'm not going to buy tickets if like, it's just going to be the posh fashion show. It's like going to your high school after you've already graduated. <laughs> yeah, like, but so much worse in a way. So they go to the posh fashion show. At this point, there are a few different tables where people are sitting there's Teresa, Jacqueline, and I believe Kim D. They're all sitting together at one little table. And then there's Danielle and Kim Granatel and like a couple other Klingons. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so this, wait, so this is this is Danielle's table, right? Oh yeah. So one of my favorite moments ever is when she sits down and she's like, Oh, I love Sandra on your phone. Really pisses people off. Paris Hilton taught me that. What? <laughs> like, honey. Or like on The Simple Life. Like, I don't, like, what? What? Like, you don't talk to Paris Hilton, Danielle. What's going on? What's going on? We're in New Jersey. This is a building that has, like, ground lit in front of it. And it has, like, medieval stone with, like, Four different types of fucking, columns. Like gold doors. Like that's a Jersey <laughs> dream. That's a rest of the 49 United States nightmare. Like your Paris Hilton didn't teach you that, Danielle. Nobody did. I digress. So Kim D ends up going over to Danielle to try to like make good. And she basically tells her like, honey, you need to fucking lighten up. Like relax, relax. Like we're all just trying to have fun. You are starting problems. Danielle's also pissed that Ashley was asked to be a model and Christine wasn't when Christine is a magazine cover model. Like everyone forgot about that party. So she was very upset about that too. As Ashley is walking down the catwalk, she calls her a co-core, which is really appropriate to do again to a 16 or 17 year old kid. Imagine being so around that. Like that's probably like the Pinewood Derby, like a Boy Scout event. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's probably literally like just a, like a, like a church, like a band, like I'm, I'm not expressing it correctly, but it's like, this is the posh fashion show. Like, this is not like New York fashion week, as you said. Why are you calling a child a co-core? Yeah. Like, you're fucking weird, bro. That's weird. You're weird. And also like, even if you look back at season one, Danielle was like very desperate to be motherly towards Ashley like that one scene where Danielle was like yelling at her upstairs because like she was like running late to the party or she was like oh I want to have 10 of my friends come to Chris's like her little brother's birthday party and Jacqueline was like no like cap it at three friends and then she was like really upset and wasn't leaving her room and Danielle's like I'll handle it and like goes upstairs and like tries to mitigate the situation and 
like Danielle, sit the fuck down. Like, what are you doing? Like, you can barely my handle mother, your own When kids. I tell you that my mother, Italian woman from New Jersey, my mother, if somebody, I, my mom, she'll definitely listen to this and text me, but like, I was always to blame. Any situation, there was an explosion, it was Jared. Something <laughs> fire, it was Jared. A teacher was yelling at me, I was in trouble. She agreed with them. He's an asshole, whatever. <laughs> um, the second somebody tried to like swoop in and like do something like that, like it, like the animal, like an animalistic like monster would come out of my mother. Like I'm telling you like, and it gives me like a weird feeling even to this moment to think of like someone coming into my space and being like, I'll handle it. My mom would be like, the fuck you will? How about I'll handle you? Yeah. My mom would be like, I'll handle you first and, and then you then. can handle your ass out of my house because what you won't do is go anywhere near my bed my son's bedroom but it is weird because it is very much like the antithesis of how she is in season one towards ashley where she's trying to be like skipper the big sister versus <laughs> go core like yeah go core and then honestly okay we'll get there but i got justification so the fashion show ends and jackie and Teresa are just like sitting in a lobby what, what do you think those two are doing yeah. they're like, waiting in the lobby or are they perched very much prepared and waiting for a fight this is before like you get this because you're like as addicted as i am this is before like we had housewives producing themselves mm-hmm. so when they were producing themselves we saw them producing themselves this is before you have a whole Lisa Vanderpump, it's before it's as deep as it is now. You know what I mean? And it's like, so you're watching this and you're like, maybe they are just sitting there. And like, then as you watch it, you're like, no, they're waiting for her. They're fucking waiting like schoolyard bullies. They're waiting for her to come out. But it's also like, Danielle, why'd you go to that fashion show? You call my daughter a co-core. At that moment, it's like, I'd wait for your bitch ass too. Like, you're lucky the camera's on here because worse shit would happen. And like... Jacqueline didn't even know she said that like I can't even imagine how she felt when she was like watching it back like oh my god like you were my friend and now six months later you're saying all of this horrible about my my daughter so they're sitting there right and who starts it who's I think it's Teresa Teresa, right yeah the queen of all of Bravo hello you're not gonna say say hi hi. you're not gonna say hi oh my god like hi Teresa and she's like, how are you, honey? And she goes, don't call me honey. And then we get it. The most iconic line in Housewives history immediately. I don't want to call you honey old because you're an old hag bitch. So <laughs> let's break that down. I don't want to call you honey because you're an old hag bitch. Why did that roll off your tongue? How was that just right there? It's That's like you said point. earlier, like if you really like write out the things that she says, like and read sense. it back and you're, you're like, makes no sense. Bitch. But But. (laughs) that to me, like, I remember watching that, like, I had a friend of mine who him and I were just as obsessed with the show. We would quote that one scene all the time. (laughs) So like, that's like Housewives, like, like if it were like in a, in a stage show or a movie, that's like when all the lights focus in on this one. I don't want to call you honey because you're an old hag bitch. Is that better? Bitch, better. (laughs) That's a fucking enough. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. We should actually do like a live I'm reading of it. Like, I would love to get like a full transcript, and we could get like I'm one. Yeah, we can get two, one other person, and then they'll play. We could do it like a Zoom call, like a meet. That like would a, actually be so much fun if you guys are listening and would be interested in doing that. We could do like a Bravo Happy Hour, like yeah, Zoom like call. Theater. I'm obsessed with that. I that love be- that. When we can do like a couple different like iconic scenes, we could do from like different. This, yes, from I'm di- in, I'm, okay. I'm in, I'm in. We're going to be planning this on the side, you guys. Wait for the announcement. Megan's gonna plan it. I will definitely be involved in the talking about it and playing <laughs> Teresa. We're in it. I'm ready. We're prepared. I love that. But yes, so it's like that's a fucking enough. What's after that? <laughs> so then Teresa stands up. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah. she goes, "Don't you ever fucking attack me!" And then Teresa goes, you. "Don't forget, <laughs> I'm, over, I'm over here. I'm not attacking you. I'm over here, baby." And she's like, 
don't forget, don't forget. She's like, I'm from Patterson. She's like, what is that ghetto thing you're doing, Teresa? And she's like, I'm from Patterson, baby. Did you forget? <laughs> she's like, did you forget? I'm from Patterson. I'm from Patterson. And I saw the house you lived in before you moved into the mansion, Teresa. <laughs> And she's like, so what? So what? I live in a $5 million, $5 million home now. <laughs> and it's in foreclosure. <laughs> That's to me like, no, it's Jacqueline. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Teresa's like, my house is not in foreclosure. It's like she turns into a rabid dog. The rabies oh just start she- dripping out of her mouth. And chases her. Throughout the, the entire show. banquet hall, and like, like Teresa in an five inch heels. What an advertisement for that country club, though. Like they're like, yo, y'all, like you could do full ass laps in the <laughs> country club. Like we're trying to show you. And I'm sure now, if I know Jersey, as I've lived here for 31 years, I'm sure now that in that country club, as I have on my wall, very similar to something like this, no one can see it, but like there is a plaque. In that country club with a picture of that scene from Bravo's Real Ho- I promise you. And been Definitely. Like, of the fashion show. I promise you. I promise you. Yeah. Host of the 2010 Posh Fashion Guaranteed. Show. <laughs> Guaranteed. Okay. So then we also have that so one then- woman on the side that's like, huh, fucking <laughs> unbelievable or unreal. Yeah, wait, yeah, I'm like, I always, I can't believe I don't have like a, the exact transcript up. Like, this is actually hurting me that I don't I have every quote. I can give you a lot of that. I know, I'm actually like quite impressed. Yeah, so then she, that blonde woman is like, yeah. Because you have the full, because Teresa's wearing like a lamb or like, <laughs> like a, a chinchilla. Yeah, fur. like a chinchilla. It's really, like, shrug. I don't want you to hurt animals, but it's gorgeous. It's a really gorgeous, gorgeous coat. And she's, and she's reaching for her. Like she's re- oh yeah, it's close enough. She's reaching. Like Teresa's gonna beat the shit out of this girl and screaming at her that she's a coke whore. <laughs> so oh my I god, think, is everybody Jacqueline, doing coke? Jacqueline running behind her. Jacqueline's like Danielle. I saw your police report. You mm. beat somebody with a nine millimeter pistol, Danielle. <laughs> I saw the report. I saw your police report. I was like, it's never gotten to that wall of christening. Christening is worse than that. But yeah, so it's like. And then that happens. They get outside. Kim Granatel. Oh, yeah. Rushes. Calm down. Calm <laughs> down. Danielle, get me out of here. Get she's hiding behind a pillar. Get me out of here. And then she's like, Granatel's like, Ashley, leave her alone. And then, like, literally, Ashley swoops in like a Point Pleasant Beach ball <laughs> that's like pulling it up. And she's literally like goes in and she's like, gagunk. Rips a whole track out of her head, which, like, I love my girl Ashley. I'm sure it fucking hurt. I don't know if it needed to go. I, didn't, I don't know if we needed litigation. Yeah, I don't know I'm if sure litigation was needed. Hurt. I'm sure it fucking hurt. She then yells, one of, another one of my favorite, like, lines of all time is, <laughs> love and light, stay in the positive. Stay in the bitch. positive, bitch. I love that. I told you that, like, when I first met her, that was, like, one of the first things I said to her. Oh, yeah, you were like, Ashley. Yeah, I was like, I think, and she, like, looked at me, and I was like, love and light, stay in the positive, bitch. (laughs) She was like, that's me, yeah, that's me. Yeah, and she's, we've been best friends ever since, but regardless, that, that's iconic, like, ripping her hair out. What cuts the episode off? So it cuts at she's a co-core and she's on the runway, so it starts up with episode 10 of them sitting in the lobby. That's good. That's when it, so that's, good. Yeah, that's good, Housewives, right there. When you're going to yeah. give me a whole like, fucking hour of one fight, if it's that good, here well, I that's am. how you know, like, a, a show is really good when you can kind of really boil it down to, like, two months' worth of drama. <laughs> and, like, especially in this case where you could stretch basically two episodes out on the Posh Fashion Show, and then the subsequent episodes after are basically all talking about what happened at the posh fashion show yeah, yeah. like it was an, an explosion that everybody heard in jersey <laughs> <laughs> so at this point they are now sitting in the back seat of kim's bentley danielle is crying and calls the cops Teresa goes to the car obviously is like let me talk to her so does jacqueline they're like let I, me talk to her Kim has a bodyguard slash driver who is, you know, trying to be like, ladies, just like, please 
you can't go near the car. Like, well, he has a Teresa. You don't want to do that. You don't yeah. want to do that. And she's like, I'm not afraid of you. Like, yeah, I don't like, give a fuck. I'll push her. a grown man I have. And I. Will and at that point, it. Teresa's like, I got plenty of fucking money too. I could have a body card here, but I don't. So let's <laughs> go over there. Oh my God. And at this point, like, Ashley is like going around, like bragging about it. She's like, yeah, I pulled her fucking hair out. Oh, I know. And like, oh so God, honey. Like, honey. literally. Yeah, like yeah. She thought was, she thought that Danielle touched Jacqueline and like put her hands on her, and that's why she got into like her, you know, beast mode. But so, I can like, imagine that filming a situation like that is probably super fucking confusing <laughs> as to what's going on. Because like you know we're watching it in like like it's it's going chronologically. We're seeing what's happening, but I imagine like you probably just hear yelling at some point and just see people running, probably petrifying. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, especially with these crazies, like, you know what they're capable of. The cops end up talking with Teresa. She's like, why am I going to give you my name? She's a fucking co-core. <laughs> she's like, I'm not giving you my information because she's a co-core. And they're supposedly the cops told Danielle and Jacqueline that they're used to getting calls from Danielle. So they're used to this kind of behavior, which is really alarming and awkward. It's like, like what what's happening in the house? Yeah. And it's like, what if something actually happens to you? She just very much to me seems like a woman that is comfortable in chaos and she's just comfortable and like, she doesn't really understand healthy relationships, not with herself, her children, not anyone. It's all yeah. chaos. Well, I think like she thrives in that because it's like what she grew up in and then eventually <laughs> like when in her early late teens and early twenties, like what's with this chaotic drug dealer guy who got her into all this chaos. And then 18 men later like you know however you got to that 19 engagements i haven't been engaged once neither to be completely honest and i've had some long-term i've been my boyfriend now for years but he already told me that i have to ask him i'm sure i had some other suitors that would have liked it i'm sure i've had some other suitors that would have liked to have asked you know what i mean like if you're constantly breaking engagements like that's chaotic energy I don't know what, of, how it started and how they ended, but... But I mean, like, if there's a diamond for each of those engagements, like, what do you think? She, 10 grand each, you think? No, I don't think she was pulling men with getting 10 grand diamonds. You I think, like, like... I don't know, like... I feel like she was wearing a lot of cubic zirconia. Yeah, definitely, like, a stone. <laughs> and she was like, That's oh, my hot. God, I love it. She's got, like, an amethyst. It's He's like, like baby, when we get to our fifth yeah. anniversary, I'll get you a diamond. Yeah, it's, like, literally from, like, the Liberty Science. It's, like, the Museum <laughs> of Natural History. Like, yeah. it's, like, you can adjust the size. <laughs> yeah, it's a mood ring. Um, <laughs> because she has so many. He's, like, There's it could be any stone you want. Fucking different colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay, so we're done with, we leave the Posh Fashion We leave the Posh Fashion Show. Fast forward, Danielle decides that she wants to press charges on Ashley for going to this event and pulling her hair. Then, fast forward a little bit more, (laughs) Danielle is at the courthouse with Kim G, walking around like a busted up sex in the city, which is one of my favorite. I think I'm actually going to make t-shirts that say that, busted up sex in the city. I feel like I would definitely. That's my brand, is busted up sex in the city. That's my aesthetic. That's what I'm trying to be, is (laughs) a busted up sex in the city. So, obviously, Jacqueline is like, um, Kim, you're a two-faced bitch. You sit up here telling me you're so upset and embarrassed that you're Danielle's friend, yet you're going to the courthouse with her to defend her against the lawsuit towards my daughter. My daughter? Side. Yeah. And then Jacqueline was, and then Kim G was like, well, I'll go to the court with you and Ashley next time. It's like, oh, honey, no, 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 no. Let's- the damage is done, so I guess I'll be leaving. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. weird. It's weird. Yeah, so- I definitely feel like that whole thing was like, fuck, I buttered the wrong side of the bread. She has no empathy, Kim G. She doesn't know what's happening. So she's literally like, no. she wants to be famous. Yeah, and it's like, she doesn't care that like, a young girl is like getting something on like her criminal record that was like kind of frivolous and stupid. Could have been settled out of court. Yeah, not on TV. Not on TV. Also, like you know, fast forward nine years and Danielle's ripping out Margaret's ponytail at a store and so is like Ashley, it wasn't even a freaking problem. It was an accident. I didn't even. Think I don't that think hard. that Ashley would mind me saying this, but I will for until the day I die. One of my favorite moments of my life is. The day that that happened, like the day that they released the preview for Danielle ripping Ashley, ripping Margaret's hair out, 
Ashley posted on Facebook and was like, I just need to call attention to the complete fucking irony that it is that I this far, like she's like this many years later, she's like, just to see Danielle Staub, I think she might even call her Beverly, but she's like, just yeah. see Danielle Staub <laughs> ripping the hair out. And it is one of those things where I'm like, why'd you do that? That looks really bad. That looks That's really bad. Look good for and she year. yanked Margaret. She yanked. Well, you see like a, a neck pull. Like she yanked the fuck out of Margaret. I would have been pissed. I would have fought her. If that happened to me, like if somebody pulled my hair like that today, like just this much hair, if somebody pulled my hair like that today, I would probably end up fighting them. And then like, I think it was either Jennifer or maybe Jackie Blue. I think it was like, but it was um, Jen- one of them tweeted or one of them Melissa, I think, was like, you guys like actually don't know like really how scary that day like really was. I mean, I bet like how do you put your hands on someone in the middle of a shooting day and then like go back to normal? And Margaret is like beloved by the other ladies. Danielle is there because they're like, okay, she's a crazy wild card who might bring numbers to the show that's it like she's a she gets people to watch even though every time i post something on her on my instagram i get like the most hateful comments it's like really, really scary i'm like oh i shouldn't post anything about her because people hate her because the hate is real <laughs> yeah i felt bad for her until she came back i think like turning on Teresa was stupid i would have never done that that was stupid 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 it yeah. was stupid but continue. <laughs> so then we get a lunch where Kim G confronts Danielle. And this is one of my favorite lunches. So they're at the lunch. Kim G is basically calling her a fucking snake, telling her how ridiculous she was to be doing this lawsuit, brings up the other stuff from the charity event. And then Danielle is obviously getting really upset. And at the beginning of this conversation, Danielle starts talking about, you know, her childhood trauma, about her adoption and being sexually assaulted. So like she probably well, knew- think- if she I'm like, not mistaken, I'm going to kill you off, but doesn't... Oh, you th- you're about to say she... Go ahead. Sorry, yeah. I was thinking like, she probably knew she was going to get shit on by Kim G. So she was like, you know, let me sit and tell her, like, my little sob story now, and then we can kind of... Maybe I that'll soften her up. I feel like I almost remember Danielle going in not really realizing it was happening at all. Because I remember Danielle... You almost feeling bad for Danielle in the beginning. Where you're like, oh, fuck like she doesn't know she's about to get how does Kim start it how does Kim start it do you remember I don't even remember I'm trying to see I see Kim barges into Jacqueline's house in a black juicy sweat jacket with a skirt vest oh yeah that's when she was like saying the f word in front of of Jacqueline's baby and she's like sorry for saying fuck in front of your baby it's like uh (laughs) Damage is done. So you already, you. you already did it, but I guess you accept the apology. <laughs> but I, I, I think you're right. I think actually, yeah. So Danielle and Kim had the conversation about the adoption trauma shit because Danielle was like also like trying to find her biological parents. So that was another conversation. Then I guess Kim and Jacqueline hang out and Kiki about. And then Jacqueline, like, and then she tries to, then she attacks Danielle. Yes. Because yeah. this is. This is where Kim ends up basically you know, just telling her she's a piece of shit. And Danielle, like, gets up to leave. And Kim just runs after her in this restaurant, screaming, like, at the, at the top of her lungs. Insane. insane. In, in a packed restaurant. And a lot of and these... In front, and then in the parking. Oh, in front. oh, in the front parking lot. And this is where she calls Danielle. Fuck you. You don't have friends. I have friends. You don't have friends. I have friends. Fuck you with your fake and square tits. What? What? So then, if you do a little digging, Danielle said this on Watch What Happens Live a few years ago, that it's actually Ashley that came up with the square tit thing. Yeah, well, I think square tit was brought up at, like, a party, like, earlier at the Manzo's house. Because when I was looking at my notes earlier, I was like, two mentions of square tits? This is weird. <laughs> she, had, she had, like, an issue with her implant. She had, like, a problem. Yeah. Well, that was, like, a whole storyline for her. She was, like, getting her square tits redone. But she had, like seeping silicone or whatever was in her body like seeping into her blood i don't know like yolanda foster vibes like yeah that's something bad so like it's horrible to like make fun of that when she's like 
Also, like, but clearly not it, able to. But the scream is Danielle actually says that Kim tried to make it stick multiple times. That's just the one that, like, stuck. That's make it sad. She said it to me multiple times. She goes, like, square tit, square tit, bitch, square tits. You're fucking fake and square tit. Square titty. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I love it. Like, yeah. And then she got her. So it's like, when you really break it down, it's kind of like, oh, you're just waiting to attack me over my square titties. But it really is a woman. It's the final scene of her Grey Gardens, is that scene. Yeah. Because it's really a woman... It's like her Carol, if you've seen Carol with Kate Blanchett, or her. Um, <laughs> it's like just, it's this moment of whoever plays it in the film, it'll be, that'll be the part where they win the Oscar. You know what I mean? Who's going to play Kim Granatel in the movie version? Maybe a. Definitely Reese Witherspoon in like 24 oh, years. Perfect casting. Yeah. And I'm yeah. trying to think who would play Danielle? Danielle Staub. I'll cast them all. Let's do it right now. Yeah. So, okay. Okay, so let's say we're going to just not think about age and we're going to cast people that are alive right now and they're yeah. going to do... Okay, so we're going to start with... Uh, so we'll start with Kim D, I would say... Or Kim Granitelle. Granitelle, I would say Reese Witherspoon. A young Reese, I think you would really yeah. get it. You know what I mean? Or if we had to cast somebody older, Goldie Hawn. But... Yeah. I don't know if she's as, like, regal. Or even what's, like, Jessica Lange. Oh, like I feel like they have like a similar bone structure in that blonde hair. Like she could really, yeah, Jessica like spot it. on. Michelle Pfeiffer will play Michelle. Fe- oh, uh, Michelle D. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Michelle Who Pfeiffer's Kim D. I love Risa. So that's hard. It's hard because if it's like a movie, then we're gonna do it as if it's like not a. Pa- it's not gonna be a parody. It's gonna no, be a this film is movie about serious. the filming of Real Housewives of New Jersey. We're gonna go through this. So it's like it's one of those things where like you can't cast somebody that would be like funny. But I, I don't know. Who do you think would play Teresa? Teresa, I'm trying. It's like hard because I'm like, who is so tan? Like, who would, like, look like her or be able to do... I'm trying to think if there are, like, any Jersey actresses. Uh, let's see. Like, who's, like, an Italian... Well, because Gaga would be, like... I, I was just thinking Gaga. Gaga I was just, like, I feel like Gaga could really do the table flip with the big curls and, like, the tube dress and the yeah. baby bump. <laughs> I just... I think Gaga would probably... But I think Gaga would probably be a better Danielle. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like she has, like, the range of her voice where she really yeah. could. I would want to see, like, Sarah Paulson <laughs> as, um, honestly, Jacqueline. I know it sounds crazy. That does sound crazy. I was thinking more of, like, a Leah Michelle for her. For Even though she, she's canceled. Yeah, she'll never work again. She'll but never I, work again. Not even in no. our Real Housewives of New Jersey reboot. No, we can't cast her. <laughs> we'll get blacklisted. But I would definitely... Yeah, I, I feel I see like Sarah Paulson as Jacqueline. I'm not even kidding. I think she could like really, or Jennifer Aiden playing Jacqueline. Jennifer Aiden. Oh, boy. <laughs> or Je- or current New Jersey housewife Jennifer Aiden playing <laughs> former New Jersey housewife Jacqueline. I think that's Oscar winning. Yeah, Oscar like winning performance. Or like her, like it'll be that moment where you're like. <laughs> well she was like this last season she was like i'm kind of funny i like make my friends laugh i'm the comedian like i can do impressions it's like um you're just making fun of someone it's not an impression yeah she's a lot i told i think i've told you i've worked with her before she's she's like i think she's super genuine and super sweet and definitely a much stricter and stronger mother in real life than i think she's portrayed as on tv but I would say this probably to her face if we were friends, which we're not, but like if I, if I knew her personally, besides just having worked with her, I would say to her, like, I think that your desperation to be Teresa's best friend is a lot. I think it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Just- but unimportant. I think, like I said, it's a woman. I can't cast Caroline, by the way. I can't think of it. Caroline. I mean. Cause I would honestly, if we're going to just pull anybody, I would cast Luann as <laughs> like we're only I'm like I can only cast within the Bravo sphere 
Sorry. Sorry. I would cast Luann as Danielle Stubb. Imagine it. That, that I could actually see. Oh, hair, my God. The whole... Everything. Luann as Danielle Stubb. Because then you'll have, like... For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. (laughs) This will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off you guys and you get a deal look at that because Teresa's too hard it's like too hard to really do that. Teresa's gonna have to play herself in the movie or Gia or Gia <laughs> Jinx <laughs> we both had the exact same Gia honestly... will play her mother in the Real Housewives of New Jersey film well wow. I mean she almost was in that rock movie you know where she was like oh my like skipping school for auditions i'm like Teresa, do not do that like you need that girl <laughs> to that, <laughs> i would not put any eggs into this basket you saw oh, she got a nose job you saw her nose oh yeah she looks cute i mean it's like that quintessential nose job nose like you yeah. could tell from a mile away 100%. and like i don't know well it's not this is not it if you <laughs> but like yeah, yeah definitely you could tell from a mile away it's a nose job i dated a guy who got his nose done and um it wasn't until that that I was able to be like, oh my God, that's what a fake nose looks like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When I was like, oh my God, because I had never really talked to somebody about their nose job before. <laughs> and like, well, yeah, I'm a kid of Long Island. So yeah, it was like a rite of passage for every girl on their 16th birthday. Like they'd all come back to school like after like, you know, 10th or 11th grade and they'd come in and I'd be like, something's different, weird. And they're like, I learned how to do my makeup differently. It was so crazy. The summer was so amazing. And I'm like, and your voice has changed too. Whoa. <laughs> are you eating the makeup? Yeah. How's that working out for you? Are you, are you snorting it? Just are you, how come you don't, how come you're, how, you have a whole upper register that you didn't have before? Where's that? I love that just like little Megan, like in high school, like, something's different and the girl's like oh i just wanted to do my makeup and you're like mm, it's not that what is it mm, wow yeah, must be nice like- to have a, a cute 20 grand like for your face like imagine like your parents being like here's money to look better i'd be like what what like i could barely have like gotten them to take me to like lord and taylor once a year like my that was like all i got parents <laughs> gave me the option of braces they gave my gay ass in a freshman year in high school they're like i mean do you want to get them or not like i put fucking braces on every child even if they're <laughs> straight put braces on them that's just it they're getting it you're getting braces you know what i mean <laughs> like you're getting them i didn't have them and now my teeth are crooked but i'm like i just feel like kids have no my parents had no concept of that if i had asked my dad for a nose job he probably would have cried about it like my dad like, i could punch you in the nose like my dad's a therapist. Um, he's like oh, an therapist. and when i got my nose pierced like 11 or 12 years ago my father was like I, I think it looks nice. And I was like, thank you. He's like, your nose is not exactly the part of your body that I would bring a lot of attention to, but if you oh. want to get pierced, okay. And I was like, 
I was like, can I trade you accepting me being gay for this? Can we switch yeah. this out? I'm like, and you just think I'm gorgeous and just need to be straight? I would rather have that. Yeah, yeah I, I need the, the looks comments. I need more of yeah. those. Oh, God. And he looked at and to this day, he'll be like, I just wouldn't appear that kind of a nose. My brother got his nose pierced like a few years after. And like, my brother has a much daintier and prettier <laughs> nose than I do. It's very Your dad weird. was like, God, I love that piercing on you. Yeah, exactly. But Gia, but yeah, so Gia got a nose job. Gia will play Teresa. And then, um, yeah, tr- and Caroline, I mean, maybe like a young Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like she would have to go like method, like get the wig. A lot of weight. She'd probably have to oh, gain 40 or 50 pounds. Gains a ton of weight. Blubber, blubber, blubber. Blubber, you have to look that up. Now. Yeah, blubber, I, blubber. I know. I can't believe I haven't, I haven't done like a good, I mean, it's so hard because all I do is watch Bravo. So Damn. it's just, it's hard to figure out. The time to watch a reunion every- for me is I don't, if I'm ranking them like at reunions, like if I'm ranking, I'm like, Teresa's higher than Mimi for me, like at a reunion. Yeah, because Teresa like loses her cool. And she just for eight hours of that unadulterated, it's like Teresa, Bethany, Mimi, they are like all at reunions. They're like, mention it all. (laughs) Like, um, okay, so then Caroline, and then yeah, we have a cast. Dina would be Lady Gaga. Dina would also be late. Lady Gaga might play a couple different roles. She might have to. Time, like it has to be like a beep boop beep. Yeah, very. So fake and square tits though really is that moment. It's her no wire hangers like ever. It's her like, like like Forrest Gump like running moment. It's like her that is Kim Grenatel. She's like I have to stay on this show. I don't like, and I'm gonna do I it. Have friends. Whatever. You don't have friends. I have friends. You don't have friends. Fuck you and your fake and square tits. And it's that place where like a woman goes, where like she's not crying, but her voice is doing all the same things it would be doing if she was crying. It's not intentional. She has no like, sadness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like she's trying to squeak out a tear, but she like doesn't care at all. And she's like, "You're actually ruining my chance of being friends with the cool girls." So fuck you and get away from me with your well, because now the moment of desperation is not only am I not going to be on the Real Housewives of New Jersey but now everyone's gonna know I'm the bitch from Wayne New Jersey that did (laughs) not get on the Real Housewives of New Jersey yeah because she gets kicked out of a party I think a few years a few seasons later look at you doing a beautiful transition into season three that was my next topic one I did have to say during the reunion of season two it is addressed that Kim G and Kim D are related like or are family so Kim D's stepbrother was Kim G's ex-husband so they're former sister sisters-in-laws yeah like yeah. what that is so random I mean and, that's Jersey though. That's the and that's Jersey Housewives, not New Jersey, but that's Jersey Housewives. It's like Jersey Housewives is like they like love that familial. I feel like Kim D made it to Kim G made it to a reunion once, but it didn't get air. She got on season two's reunion, but it was like a three second thing where they basically were like, that was and he was like, that was a crazy season, and your relationship with Danielle is over. And she's like, Yeah, I don't like the girl. You're like, all right, see ya. Um, We'll be back after these (laughs) messages. Yeah, thanks. Goodbye. So season three starts. And this is at this point, like where we get Melissa and Kathy. So once they're in and Danielle is out, the Kims don't really have a place. And And the show completely changes. Completely completely about Teresa at that point. Completely about Teresa. So if we fast forward to episodes eight and nine of season three, there is the Gorga Christmas party. And so Kim G is invited to this party. Who the hell knows who invited her? But probably Melissa because she's messy, 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 especially her first season. So Kim D was also there. You're never on the Melissa train. You are never on it. You have never been a passenger. You've never ridden. You're like, no, no, no. No. I was not on it at the beginning. I jumped on on the caboose. I was not on the beginning of the Melissa train. I I jumped on the last few seasons. I like... I like the way she challenges Teresa now because I appreciate I it in a way that's like, it seems more friendly than it ever did before. It seems like a place of like, we can be cool. But publicly, they're always like, we're not friends. We're sister-in-laws. Which like, it's okay. Like, you don't have to be friends with your sister-in-law. No. However, like, Teresa is going through so much 
Yeah. Like regard. And of course, like that doesn't mean Melissa's not going through things too that we just don't know about. But at a certain point, the pettiness needs to get put aside when like these four young girls like don't have a mother at the home and don't have yeah. a father and their father's getting deported. So I do that's kind a, of like that Melissa kind of stood up and was just like, yeah, I'll suck it critique. up. That's like her biggest critique is that people say she doesn't share enough on the show, Melissa. They say everything's like superficial, that like that whole baby, who said that baby thing was fake? I Jennifer mean, it, Jennifer. Right? I mean, but the, even that, like the baby thing was fake in the season before that she was like, I might have a long lost sister. There was a girl crying at the back of my father's funeral. She must be my sister. Like what? No, hon. Like if your dad was banging other women on the side, like you really think the illegitimate child would come to the funeral of a man who didn't raise her? I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's fucking <laughs> I don't really remember the season three. I know it happened, but I think. So Kim G shows up at this party and she brings a woman named Monica Chacon. And so Monica Chacon's husband is representing Joe Giudice's former business partner and all the lawsuits against the Giudice's. So they've been in a lawsuit for three and a half years. So when all of these lawsuits and stuff were coming up, for the three years, like Teresa and Joe were on the show the entire time that they were being sued by his business partner for shady business deals. So Kim G, the messy little monster, ends up bringing Monica to the party at the Gorgas house. Obviously- Very Ramona. Very Ramona. Mom's girlfriend, mm-hmm. Missy, to that so party. True. I'm telling you. True. She Ramona is a better actress than Kim G, but they're cut from the same cloth. I did see Kim G tweet today that she wants to be on Roni now that Dorinda's gone. We can have if you want to give me a few minutes at the end of this to discuss that. I I've been. We will absolutely do a a lot of feelings. A lot of (laughs) a lot of feelings. Please let me know when we're there. Let me spit it out. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So she comes to the party and basically. Teresa is like, get them the fuck out of here. Joe and Melissa agree. They get out of here. But then the Manzos obviously get involved because Chris is like, that's my best friend's mother. I need to be involved in kicking her out. So then the Manzos are all getting involved. And like the Manzos are like coming a pack of five and like potentially Greggy Bennett. Like they come deep. Like they are always, and what's their names? Vito. Like there are always people with those, that crew. So it was a pretty, pretty big crew being a get out, get out, get out. She's screaming on the front lawn, not understanding why she's getting kicked out. She's just saying to Joe, Joe Gorga, like, isn't this your home? Don't you make the rules? He's like, yeah, but that's my fucking sister and my brother-in-law. Like, and you're shitting on them. Get out. Get out. Get out. Fucking so idiots. Bad. I have to look that up. That's a good. So whatever. That happens. And then we get like a bunch more different moments. But we'll fast forward to season four where then kim d then tells teresa that melissa gorga used to be a stripper at the jersey shore which was a bombshell because at this point we really only had like gotten this idea that like melissa was this like great sweet woman who like just loves her family and like is a family girl and don't get me wrong you could be that and had been a stripper too like the two you could be both but (laughs) that whole left field that's another thing where like Kim D is just taking so much joy in releasing that information. And Teresa is just so like, I honestly, with that whole thing, I felt bad for Jacqueline because I definitely felt like Jacqueline got played in that where I felt like Teresa was like, I have to make it look like Jacqueline did it because her family cared. So much of that old shit with Teresa where, like, if she just would own up to her shit the way she did this season with Margaret, like, if she would just own up to her shit, she would go so much further. Because when she doesn't like people, I mean, she's good now. This is more back then. Because when she doesn't like people, I feel like she's always so one way or another way. When she meets them in the middle, sometimes I think she gets to this place where you're like, oh, she's not a moron and she's not really, like, a bad person. She's just hard-headed. You know what I mean? And it's like with that whole Kim thing, like I remember being disgusted because that is the fight that night at the at that whatever party that outdoor was outdoor white party. Well, no, not outdoor white party. This we're talking about this fight. So what that leads to, what the stripper thing leads to, is the fight that happens that ends that season because that's season four. I can't four. remember which fight is that. Yeah, this is season four. Teresa's wearing pink. Um, 
it's like the point is it's the fight that happens in the street where Teresa's like maybe you had something to do with it to Jacqueline uh, and then the season ends and Jacqueline doesn't come to the reunion she because shit reunion. was popping off so heavy in Jersey that they filmed four and five consecutively they didn't stop very much like one of our podcasts yeah four and five <laughs> never ending never ending no I'm saying like they have oh. No, I'm like, oh, I was like, you're right. This will never end if we both don't ever stop. <laughs> but they had this, um, they had this, see, they had this, these two seasons that had so much content, as they would call it now, that like they sliced it down the middle and they were like, we have a season four and a season five. And they, that's what they did. So they were still filming season five when they were filming the reunion of Which gets four. too messy. Like, I feel like well, that's why if you watch season four, they're at the fucking count. You don't know Jersey like that, but they're at the fucking Count Basie in Red Bank, twenty minutes from here, and they're at the Count Basie, and there, there's many moments in it where Teresa or Caroline is like, mm, "Well, we can't talk about that, can we? We can't talk about that, can we?" Because it's like it's happening, and it'll happening. be on the next season. Stuff like that's so weird to me because I'm always like, I don't know. Like, I've heard that they're Real Houses of New York. I've heard that they go out after the reunions together. Yeah, I've and definitely I've heard, heard that. And I've heard like other ones do too. But Kyle said that she said like with the Beverly Hills, it's like if people aren't talking, they don't go out together. So it's like certain situations. I mean, well, Kyle's the worst. And of course she's like, why would I invite ourselves to my house she doesn't even freaking like me it's like yeah well everybody else was there and that's me kyle is hard for me because kyle's difficult for me because i think that she's endearing i don't think she's a bad person but i don't think that she holds herself accountable to the way that she thinks she does Mm -hmm. and like it's funny because like have you seen those things that are like the movie villain, the actual villain, like whatever, yeah. like, like memes. A lot of people, I just read a whole blog the other day about Kyle and Kim in season one. And they were like, Kim really is the victim kind of of season one of yeah. Beverly Hills Housewives. And they're like, or Kim or season two, whatever. They're like, if you go back and watch a lot of the Kyle versus Kim moments, there's so many times where you're like, you actually feel much worse for Kim well, yeah, I feel like Kyle was always just, like, exploiting Kim. Like, uh, Kyle's never really had her own storyline. Just, like, never really gives anything. And, like, the first else. few We're step- just four- trying to get to the... We just want to know the truth. She's we just like- have a right to know who you sleep with. I would be like, Tom, there's no way your husband's fucking only you, so... And, like, Kim knows where the bodies are buried. Like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, she might be oh a potential... <laughs> she might be an unreliable source. However... She's still got something. She knows something. Yeah, it's like, and then like literally like got into a fight with her family for doing that show that lasted a season. Oh, marona mia. That to me is so crazy because it's like, it seemed like it had star power behind it to have like Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, no, but the show itself was so bad. I'm actually thinking of doing a a recap of it because it was so horrible that it's like perfect podcast fodder. Yeah. Is it like funny? No. Not funny, not well made, not well not written, dramatic. not dramatic. I only watched the first three episodes because it was so bad. And like, you know, like a normal network show is like a 22 minute show. It was like 16 minute pilot. Like it couldn't even like get to a certain point time wise where they were like, you know, what, we're just going to fill this up with ads. This actually is one big advertisement with like a little bit of show. <laughs> That's wild. It's not good. Okay, but to end this episode, we then get another amazing Kim moment. Fast forwarding four seasons to season eight, episode nine, which is another posh fashion show. (laughs) We're back to where we belong, people. Yeah. So at this posh fashion show, Kim basically doubles down on accusing Teresa of her infidelity while Joe was in prison. And then... um, Siggy and Dolores are also there. They're walking in the show. I believe Teresa and Melissa were supposed to walk in the show, but after Kim started going, was were they walking in the show? I feel like they're supposed to. They're supposed to, and they, they were pull supposed out. to. They pull out after um, Kim starts like accosting them at the event, and then that obviously ends up creating the beautiful moment where. Teresa. Piece of shit, coke whore, every day. Piece of shit, coke 
Cocor. Paola every day. Cocor home wrecker every home day. Wrecker, home wrecker. Home wrecker. Cocor home. Piece of shit. Cocor home wrecker every day. <laughs> every day. And I just want to know, like, who created this acronym? Because this, like, rolled off the tongue pretty easily for she her. Wrecked. It. She, she practiced, practiced it. it she, yeah. might, she might have made it up. Piece <laughs> of shit, I know, is Teresa's mouth. But like, I would say Cocor every day. Like, I don't home wreck. Like, it's, oh. it's brilliant. And she looks phenomenal. <laughs> when you're like Italian, you do two things a lot you lust after Italian women and you tell people that you're Italian. And I. Trust me, I'm I, half Italian. I'm yeah, like, I don't even lead with being Irish. It sucks that my name is so Irish that people are like, you're not Italian. And I'm like, I'm Italian. Don't call me an Irish person. Thank you. <laughs> I have like a little bit of other stuff in me, but I'm like 80% Italian. So I'm 100% <laughs> Italian. I just think Teresa, like, I love the way she looks. I love her tanness. I love her oh. big. Hair. I love the puppies. jewelry. I love I love women that make noise before they even get over to you. Like their jewelry's making so much noise. I live and die. <laughs> and she just in this one scene, she looks phenomenal. Like if she really looks phenomenal. Yeah, I if you have, pull it up. Yeah, I have like the meme that I'm gonna be posting on Instagram. Oh yeah, she's wearing like a red dress with like the big flowing hair. You know what Posh stands for? Piece of shit. Coco homewrecker every day like i'm gonna get that fucking tattooed on my body same so that gives us a beautiful moment and from there we really don't get that much of them kim granitel as i know it is just like living in new jersey still still making i think youtube videos making fun of Teresa and co and tweeting she tweeted on february 26th just tweeting to say hi to all and wishing a good week no drama okay And what I mentioned on an earlier episode of the show, I don't even remember. It's all fucking blur. There's 150 shows. Um, Her Twitter bio is mother to John, Ryan, and Gia. Love of my life. Lover of travel. Fast cars, diamonds. Life is on a dress rehearsal. Go for it. Season two, three, and season nine, parentheses, reunion question. I guess she was asked about in a reunion question on season nine, and she's throwing that in her credits. Good for her. (laughs) Yes, Good for her. And then we have Kim D, who is still working at Posh. I believe we got a new location based on a Google search. And it's open in COVID times, which is great. It's definitely no Envy boutique. And, I don't know. I have an Envy hoodie. I want to get one, but I would also like be too tempted to wear it out. And then I don't want people to think like I would wear something that's like Envy. I'm like, I don't but that's like the cool thing about wearing stuff like that you know what i mean that's like what makes it cool is that you people are like oh my god i can't believe she would wear that i was like i mean you know who it is though but um it's actually really cute a friend of mine my friend dawn for my brother and i used to work in the same office after i stopped i stopped doing makeup for a little while to like get like an office job and like when i was doing makeup when i was at this office job my uh, my brother left retail as well to come work with me and we worked together at this office down the street from our apartment he lives here with me and like down the street from our apartment and um our friend dawn worked there and we loved her and she was obsessed with jersey housewives and we like me my brother and my boyfriend like when we first moved into this apartment we would it would be like a week like a gathering (laughs) moment you know what i mean so she for christmas bought me and my brother like envy by melissa like clothing we were obsessed i saw i kind of like it yeah adds to cart Uh, yeah puts it on my business account i'm like um excuse me this was a business expense if i didn't have it i need to talk about the fabric on my show so thank you very much. <laughs> so then, yeah, Kim D, she tried to have a fake little reality show. Obviously, nobody watched that. But yeah. in March 2017, Kim got in some hot water because a car that was in her name um, and driven oh. by her son ha- ended up being lit on fire. And then in the trunk, there were two dead bodies. Yeah. Like this... I remember this. This is not a good look for you, Kim. And no, it was bad. Her right? son didn't like go to prison or anything, and they couldn't really prove if Kim or the son were involved. But the son was friends with the guys in the car, so I don't know. I'm not a detective, but I am that Claire Danes meme where it's like all of like the 
equations and I'm just trying to wonder like am I missing something or is the are the cops missing something like did Kim give so much money at the sheriff's dinner that I want to hang up she is like <laughs> exempt from this it sounds a little shady. 10 years ago yeah. did Kim give so- <laughs> it's like just at the sheriff's dinner in Caroline Manzo's backyard was is this just like we're just gonna look the other way at the yeah. fact that there were two dead bodies it's crazy that shit it's like that really weird that's so wild Excuse me. I remember that. I remember it being like a thing. Yeah, I felt like- it was weird and it kind of came and went. This was like before I was doing the podcast, so it was just like a thing I was like, I was reading about as like a normal consumer Bravo, Bravo yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, kind of weird. But yeah, she's like doing fine and, and Kim doesn't have a, Kim Granatel doesn't have an Instagram, which I really think she could kind of become insta-famous with some videos. Or TikTok, something TikTok. so weird. So yeah. weird that she doesn't have one. Just Twitter, but like she'll just tweet like stupid but shit she about Danielle. She Twitter when she was on the show and yeah. just like doesn't know how to get rid of it. She was messing around with Adam Barda a few yeah. months. Yeah. Oh, she still does. Where she and keeps that, tagging him and shit. And that guy is a leech. Yeah. I'm. It seems. You see him everywhere. You're like, I know him. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. Well, but um, I'll I'll say this. I try to judge my experiences with people based off of my experiences with people. And him and I have had very nice experiences. He's always been very nice to me. He's helped me out with like music years ago. I asked him like how to like do a few things and he was nice to me. I do feel a little leechy. I do think like not obviously with me, but I have seen obviously some moments where I'm like, like him and June. tan mom are like best friends mama june though yeah like what so before we go we have to talk about dorinda obviously this to. is the biggest news of the century um, what are your thoughts dorinda is gonzo do you think bravo did it or do you think it was a mutual thing and they kind of let her leave gracefully but it, she got fired okay so high point low point i do really quickly i do think that it was mutual. I don't think that it was one or the other. I think that um, there's probably, I think they probably tried to Tamra her. Mm-hmm. And I think she's probably at a place in her life where she's like, you know what? This is a little negative. So I'm going to take a step back. Dorinda is the one of the best additions they've ever put on Real Housewives of New York. My issue with Dorinda is accountability. Totally. You cannot be a housewife if you're not accountable. That's why Lisa Rinna is such a star because she can behave so terribly but she owns up to 85 percent of the shit that she does so it's like once you do that you're fully realized i think dorinda is not accountable enough i think there's a lot of times where she can't accept it and what she should say like in the situation with luann what she should say is i get that you're upset about what i said I feel like if we dig that deep, I'm going to start feeling really terrible about it. And I don't think it's worth it. I would rather if we could just peacefully move on. I'm sorry. You're sorry. Let's move on. But she can't do it. She can't she's do it. Like, she's very much like this. I think Bravo was probably at a place with her where they're like, um, I think that Ramona is going to stay. I think she'll probably stay too. I think they're going to keep her. And I fucking hate her. I, I like Ramona, but I think Dorinda probably, one was just like incredibly negative this season towards everybody and couldn't, yeah, like own up to a single thing she ever did. And then I have a feeling that she sat at the reunion for eight hours and just did that all day long and just kept throwing it back at people and throwing it back at people. And it's like, honey, you got to take it sometime. And Luann, like, obviously everybody knows I'm so biased toward with my love for Luann, but she's taken it like year after year and like addresses it and like keeps it moving and can people say sorry. Really like Luann. people are really mean to Luann. They, they are really mean. They really take advantage of her because she's like easy to bounce back from the and criticism. She's super balanced. She's very balanced when it comes to like like when she went confident. off season in the Berkshires, like it was very you're like, oh fuck Luann. You know what I mean? Because yeah. she's not like that. So it's like when she behaves that way, you're like, wait, what? I like Luann a lot too. I'm a big Luann fan. I think I think she was fired. I think she was fired. And I think probably, but I will say that I think she was fired or let go. I do think that it's a mistake. I think that it's big shoes to fill. I think they'll keep Ramona for one more season for, because if Ramona goes to next season, she's the longest running OG of any housewives ever. Give her that title. She deserves it. Yeah. So I think she's going to get that. 
and then leave. I think that the show is going to be centered around Leah and Upper and like Lower East Side. Downtown Cool Girls. Downtown Cool Girls. And like, then you'll still have like, you know, Sonia and Luann being kind of like the drunk ants. Well, I think they should bring, I really think they should bring Jill Zarin back. Oh, no. That ship has sailed. She's so. I think they should bring Jill back, but I also think that Lady Gaga's mom should be a real house of New York. That'd kidding. be good. She's super close with a lot of them. She's very much in that society. They all know her. Yeah. Because like, yeah, Dorinda and her went to church together. Like, I wish in my heart that she had brought on, but... Uh, Roni it. will... It'll, I mean, Roni will bounce back, just like all of us after the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> But the like pandemic, we will never be the same. <laughs> MJ, I know you're like, you're always team MJ. You're like team MJ all day. Every I know, day. I have to be less biased. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. It's okay, I almost switched during the reunion. I almost switched, because I'm and like... It's hard. She was not the best. She was, she yeah. was not practiced. She was like but, way too quarantine brain, but besides yeah. the point. Jared, thank you so much for coming on. This was so amazing. Where can people find you, follow you, listen to your music, all of the things. Okay. I'll tag you in all the things too. For so Okay, else. so first things first is I have to thank you. I love working, doing these things with you. I'm always available. I You're the best. I think you're the people, everyone in the world should listen to your podcast because it's oh, so thanks. great. Um, you can find me on Instagram at, at Jared Million underscore. You can find me on Twitter at Jared Million. I'm on TikTok now, Jared Million. I'm like everything Jared Million. I, I guess I'll do this here, but I'm going to, I have a song that will be coming out like a little, hopefully before, like soon in a few months. I just, I just, the music is done. I just have to lay down the vocals for it. It's really exciting. So That'll Yay. be great. You'll be able to see that on all of my social media. And that's really it. You can find me in New Jersey waiting for this pandemic to be over so I can go back to being fun. I love it. And of course, we will be blasting the fuck out of your new song all over my social media. So mm-hmm. everybody tune in, follow him, listen to all his things. And thank you again for coming on. We have to find another fun, random thing to talk about. Anything you want. And next thing that starts, I'm, I'm very into Potomac this season. So okay, good. Let me think about. of a weird Potomac thing to talk about. And we'll kind of yeah, find we'll a random thing. Yeah, we're thing. good on these. You're the best. Oh, amazing. Love you so much. Love thank you, you too. I'll have a great night. I have to eat dinner. Bye. I'm so hungry and I have to pee. <laughs> bye, babe. Thank you. All right, bye. Have a good one.